Welcome to the Series 6 Exam Prep, podcast lessons for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. This podcast is to assist you in preparing for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. Well, what is the FINRA Series 6 Exam? The FINRA Series 6 Exam is an exam for those who wish to sell investment company products. It's much different from the Series 7 exam, which is the General Securities Representative exam. Typically, this is an entry-level exam that allows you to sell basically mutual funds and investment company products, and as such, is a much easier exam to pass than the Series 7 exam. Now, concurrent with taking this exam, you must also pass the Securities Industries Essentials exam. In reality, you should take the Securities Industries Essentials exam before you take the Series 6 exam. It will help prepare you for the exam. This podcast is going to give you sample portions of the lessons contained in the full bundle of audio lessons for the Series 6 exam prep, audio lessons for the FINRA Series 6 exam. This is an audio course of 8 hours and 44 minutes in length, and there are 20 individual lessons in the full bundle of audio lessons. The full bundle of audio lessons is available at Series 6, and that's the number 6, Lessons.com. Again, www.series6lessons.com. If you like the samples that you're hearing here, and if you would like to try four full-length audio lessons, you can go to the website and sign up to receive the four full sample lessons to help determine if you think these audio lessons would be valuable for you. All right, enough of an introduction. Let's get on to this sample lesson. This is a sample lesson of lesson number 20, and this is the last of the three review lessons. The full length of this review lesson is 28 minutes and 3 seconds. Welcome to this lesson on the FINRA Series 6 exam. This will be the final part of the review. I'm going to ask you various questions based on the previous lessons that we've gone through. And I'll give you a second to think about your answer. And then you'll go ahead and listen to my answer. And you can compare the two to see if you're ready to move on. So let's go ahead and get started. My next question is, what is going to be included in a prospectus for a mutual fund? What sort of things need to be present in that prospectus? So the prospectus has to help the customer understand the strategy of the mutual fund, what kind of investments they go for, what kind of strategies they employ. That will show some of often some of the historical performance of the fund over time, but that has to have the disclaimer if they do that, that past results are not predictive of future results. So you, you can't say just because it's done well in the past that it's definitely going to do well in the future. And so I also have to disclose some of the expenses that are deducted from the proceeds. My next question is, what is the difference between capital appreciation and capital depreciation? How does that work? 
Capital appreciation happens when a mutual fund goes up in value. And capital depreciation is when it loses in value. My next question is, what is the difference between an A share, a B share, and a C share when we are talking about mutual funds? What's the difference there? So it all has to do with the different fees that are being charged. A shares are charge fees up front. B shares charge fees when you sell. And some and C shares have a 20, a 12B-1 fee that is paid in the middle. So when is it good to do have A shares? When should you choose B shares? And when should you choose C shares? What, what are the criteria that you should consider? So for A shares, if you have long-term investments of over $50,000, that would be a good bet. B shares mid or long-term in term, but with a smaller investment. And C shares short-term investors with less than $500,000 to invest. That would be best. My next question is, what is a breakpoint? See if you can remember what a breakpoint is. So a breakpoint simply says that the more you invest, greater they will reduce the sales charge. So it's sort of a bulk discount. If you invest over a certain dollar amount, they're going to lower the fees that you are subject to. So it's an incentive for people to invest more and more in a particular fund. So that's what that means. My next question is, what is an automatic withdrawal plan? How does that work when we're talking about a mutual fund? So an automatic withdrawal plan just simply says that they get a fixed periodic payment. So every month they want to withdraw $500 from their fund and get paid that. And so that can be done as long as there's still money to withdraw. Uh, over time, that the reserves are going to be depleted, and so they won't have enough money to withdraw anymore. My next question is, what is the difference between the board of directors, the investment advisor, and the custodian when we're talking about administering a mutual fund that what roles do each of these groups have when we're talking about a mutual fund? So the board of directors, they are the ones that establish investment policy. They appoint other people to oversight positions. They establish policies about capital gains and dividends and, re and review and approve different fees. The investment advisor, or sometimes known as the portfolio manager, is somebody who's appointed by the board of directors, and they're the ones who actually make the day-to-day -day investment decisions, and they're paid a percentage 
of the fund's assets. So if they're making a lot of money for the fund, then their pay is going to go up. So they are, are very motivated to do that. The custodian is actually a financial institution, such as a bank, that holds all of the assets of the mutual fund. So that those three entities work together in order to run a mutual fund. My next question is, what is a transfer agent and how does a and what does a transfer agent do for the mutual fund? So a transfer agent is the person that issues the shares of the mutual fund to buyers and then redeems those shares or cashes them out from the buyers. They also distribute dividends to investors. So they're kind of in charge of the accounting side of everything. That's the transfer agent. My next question is, what is the difference between an open-ended fund and a closed-end fund? So traditional mutual funds are open-ended funds. There are not a fixed number of shares. But with closed-end funds that they have created an IPO or initial public offering where they divided their company up into a number of shares. This is a closed-end. There are a specific number of shares and that can't be exceeded. So if they, they could possibly create some more shares but they can't ever uh, issue more shares than they currently have. My next question is, what is an annuity? What is an annuity and how are... Thank you again for listening to this sample portion of the full lesson. If you found this lesson valuable, please go to the website, series6lessons.com. And that series, the number six, lessons.com. At the website, you will find a link to purchase the full series of audio lessons if you found this to be valuable to you. Also at the website, you can sign up to get four full-length sample lessons. Best of luck in your studies.